Good morning, good morning. Coming to you from Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. Welcome back to A Life Extraordinary. I'm your show host, Roberto. And today, or this morning, it's a, it's a big day for us. We've got, uh, I've got a lot of movement and travel and planes, no trains, but automobiles uh, for sure. And, uh, and I wanted to chat to you a little bit about all the gear I would put on your bucket list for 2022. You see, without having the right gear, um, we are not able to have such rich and incredible adventures um, simply because, in my eyes, it is gear that allows one to, to really experience uh, life and activity in the best way possible. Now, when I talk to you about gear, it isn't just about the extreme expedition type of gear. Perhaps it's about, about the right clothes um, or, uh, or merino wool clothes, <clears throat> excuse me, um, that we love to wear. And perhaps it's a bit more about gear for kids. And on the other side, gear for, for the Airstream, the Airstream itself being gear. Um, so all these different things and all these different items that I absolutely love to use. Um, so I thought I'd kick off uh, the start to this Saturday, Sunday morning, Saturday, I don't even know what day it is. <laughs> uh, the start to this Sunday morning. Uh, by talking to you about that. Now, yesterday I had a really, really fun podcast. I was uh, interviewing Jillian Brown um, for her adventures, and she's one of the first ones that'll be able to tell you how gear is so important uh, for having a comfortable and successful uh, expedition. And and not only that, but uh, to keep you alive, you know, uh, a lot of the gear that we use isn't just because it looks shiny, but uh, because it has very, very practical uses, uh, particularly when it comes to safety and on the other end, fun. So, uh, so again, yesterday it was really neat to, to be talking with someone that appreciates gear as much as I do. So I invite you to kick back and listen to that podcast because it was great. I mean, it's not that many uh, people that embark on a 200-day uh, journey uh, across uh, across America, um, so so my I tip my hat to her, especially going through the more southern sections and monsoon rains and stuff like that. If you don't have the right jacket or the right pants or the right uh, wet suit, uh, dry suit, whatever it may be, you you could be quite quite miserable. So I think I'll kick it off with uh, with going into the adventure gear now. Adventure gear, obviously. Uh, for us is uh, has to be top notch because by having top notch gear you have a top notch experience simply because you don't have to be worrying about uh, the gear's functionality. Um, so let's kick it off with water sports. Now we spend a lot of time in in the water and particularly cold water. And in order to do so, we love to have a lot of um, waterproof equipment. Now Mustang Survival is one of our favorite brands when it comes to paddle gear, water gear, uh, and sailing gear. And, and they've got, what makes them quite unique is that they've, they've come out in the last year with a full line of, of gear that's usually uh, oriented towards men, but for women. To give you an example, uh, dry suits. Dry suits are these um, one-piece suits with a gasket on the neck and a gasket on the wrists. Um, these suits are made so that if you were to fall or when you fall in very cold water, you're given that extra period of time 
in order to get back into your boat or back on uh, onto dry land, whichever it, it may be, whichever may be closer. And uh, but they're not meant um, particularly if you're sea kayaking for you to just be floating there forever because they're very thin, and so the the cold of the water still gets to you after a certain period of time. And if you're a sea kayaker, you'll probably have been sweating uh, or have been perspiring a, a fair bit underneath your suit. And for this reason, you don't want to wear too many things underneath a dry suit simply because you'll get too hot, you'll overheat, you'll sweat too much. And then if you were to fall in the water, even with your dry suit, you'd get chilled quite quickly because of all that uh, sweat underneath. So, so this is a catch-22 because... Because it basically means that you've got to have uh, less clothes underneath, which would be great to have if you were to be uh, submerged or swimming. So in activities where, where we're not expecting to do uh, a lot of exertion, uh, we do wear uh, more clothes underneath the dry suit because uh, then you could be floating. Like if you're just going for a swim amongst icebergs type of thing, um, then you know that you're not going to be exerting yourself too much. And so it's it's super to, to have nice warm clothes underneath. But if you're sea kayaking or doing uh, paddle boarding, uh, something that requires more effort, then you don't want to have too many layers underneath. Indeed, most of the time, I'll just have uh, a layer of merino uh, wool base layers under my dry suit. So, so these dry suits, they, they, they retail for about $1,200 uh, US, and they're, and they're usually geared towards the man. So Women are often made to make do with the shape and the cut of these dry suits, which are obviously not ideal for the different shape of a woman. Um, so what's really neat with Mustang Survival is that they came out with a, uh, a line of dry suits that are only geared towards uh, women. And, um, and these dry suits, they, they, not only are they made to be... Um, to be comfortable and uh, and to be safe and to keep you warm, but they're also fashionable. So um, so let me tell you a little bit about the women's helix dry suit, which is the one that you'll find uh, my lady using in a lot of our content. So that's fourteen ninety nine, so fifteen hundred uh, Canadian dollars. So that's about twelve hundred US. Um, and what makes the helix suit really unique is. Normally, you have a, a rubber gasket that's around your neck. And when you have this, this rubber gasket, it makes it quite uncomfortable to breathe, uh, particularly for people that are not used to it. So the, the Mustang Survival came out with this comfort gasket, which is basically this neoprene neck that you can pull a drawstring so that if you were to fall in the water, you're quickly able to do so and not let any water come in. But while you're not uh, submerged per se, you have a lot more breathing room and comfort um, from, from your neck area. And that's one of the things that I find quite revolutionary with this dry suit. They've done it with the Hudson dry suit as well for men, that, that comfort gasket. And, and I can't speak uh, enough about how much I love uh, that section. Now, don't forget to pull the drawstring if you are jumping in the water, which I have forgotten before. And you're quickly reminded by a coal splash coming down um, through your neck that, oh, yeah, I should have closed it. But again, that takes a second. It's closed and then you're all good. Now, another great thing about the women's Helix dry suit, which has been a um, game changer for obviously for, for women, is that it's got a rear bum zipper. 
And um, obviously, this is to facilitate uh, going to the bathroom because um, you're a, for, for a lady, obviously, it's, it's quite different than for a man. Um, I was actually on the podcast yesterday, Jillian was saying how often she has to jump out of her boat to go to, go to the loo. And if, if you had the traditional dry suits like we used to, or my lady used to have like a men's dry suit, um, it would be quite uncomfortable because she'd have to peel off the whole thing in order to go to the bathroom. And now, um, now she doesn't. So women's helix dry suit, I can't say enough about it. And on top of that, it looks fabulous. It's got like this peach color uh, and blue. And the booties are also color matched. Um, so fantastic. I, I highly recommend. Um, and this is one of the top items uh, from Mustang Survival. Now, they also sell it in uh, the neck with the gasket for those that are more, more oriented towards uh, direct whitewater or whitewater kayaking type of stuff. Um, so you've got both options there. Now, Mustang Survival is known as one of the cornerstone companies when it comes to uh, life jackets and PFDs. And of course, uh, for our children, you know, we want the best uh, life jacket uh, money could buy. And truth be told, these are the ones from Mustang Survival. Um, these life jackets, you've got different sizes and different weights. It's really important that when you're selecting a life jacket for your kids, that they're really in the right range, because otherwise it won't work in the same way. So, uh, so, so one of the things that, um, that I find really uh, interesting with these kids' life jackets is some of them have the, when your child is quite young, there's the neck support. And that's important for if your kid falls in the water and isn't a swimmer yet, that they can keep their neck uh, above water and that it, it lifts their head. So, so that's definitely, you want to make sure that your kids, A, if they're not a swimmer yet, to make sure you have that rear support that lifts their head out of the water. Um, and these life jackets, you know, you've got different sizes uh, and diff for different weights. So check the weight of your, of your kid, and then you'll be able to, to find the right life jacket. Um, gear, you know, uh, from this company is, is fantastic. Uh, you've got uh, anything from throw bags uh, to base layers to uh, waterproof uh, roll-top dry bags. Now, for anybody that's uh, spent any time on the water, uh, a dry bag is an essential component in keeping your gear dry and, and and working for when you get to camp and are expecting some warmth. So uh, so you've got 10 liter bags, you've got five liter bags, you've got 15 liter dry bags. Uh, you've got all different sizes. But unique with, uh, with Mustang Survival is that they've also made some dry bags with a, a zipper that's totally waterproof. And now these are the, the bigger 30 liter dry bags. Um, but when you're going on canoe trips or sailing trips, absolutely optimal uh, for, for the adventure. Um, heading off a little bit, uh, keeping on the water sports, um, but, but staying uh, into the domain of as if you were going sea kayaking. Um, a paddle, having the right paddle for me is, is uh, tantamount to a lovely experience. I am a bit bourgeois when it comes to having uh, a nice lightweight carbon fiber paddle. And, uh, and you can't get much better than the Adventure Technology paddles. Um, they're, they're light, they're sleek, uh, you've got different uh, blade sizes so that if you're a, a right-angled paddler, which means you're a paddler that dips his, his paddle very straight and down, um, you've got, uh, a, you can get a fatter blade. If you're looking for long, longer adventures, uh, then you have a paddle with a thinner blade. But 
personally, um, I travel wherever I might be paddling with my own carbon fiber adventure technology paddle simply because it makes the experience so much more lovely. Um, these paddles do cost about five, six hundred dollars. Um, and so they're, they're a pretty penny. Um, but they are very, very well worth it. Um, staying on the, the whole, uh, kayaking, uh, adventure type of stuff. Um, having a hard case for my cameras is, um, is very important because this is how I keep my gear from, uh, perishing to the water. Um, so if I was to recommend to you a hard case company, I'd probably go with Nanook. Um, Nanook cases are, are completely waterproof, shockproof. You can practically drive over uh, a case and it would still be totally fine. Um, the cases, a lot of people, when they see me traveling with them, are like, what, what is in there? Is it like a defibrillator? And I have joked to people before that it is a defibrillator. They're like, really? And I'm like, no, no, don't worry about it. Um, and these cases, though, uh, you come in so many different sizes. So you've got the carry-on size case, which is what I take when I go on the pl on planes. And this is a case that allows me uh, to have uh, multiple cameras and batteries with rolling wheels. And so I don't have to be carrying it just with my arm and uh, 25 uh, to 35 pounds of camera gear. Also, I'll literally put these cases directly on the decks of my kayaks so that, uh, so that they don't take up optimal storage space uh, that I need for food, sleeping bags, jackets, and whatnot. Um, so Nanook is the company to check out for, for your hard cases. They're a Canadian-based company, so that's always really nice. They've got a, a unique clasp uh, system as well. And, uh, and the storage inside the cases is really well made so that you can throw around um, your case and not be concerned about your thousands and thousands of dollars of camera gear inside getting smashed to bits. Um, obviously, being in the sea kayak uh, world, you might need a sea kayak. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm really excited that I've got uh, a Wilderness Systems uh, Tempest on the way uh, for, for some of our adventures. And uh, so we'll be going on some sea kayaking trips come, uh, come late February and early March. Um, so these boats, um, they are not recreational boats. These are expedition kayaks. Um, they retail about $2,500, uh, Canadian for a 17 foot kayak. Uh, they're made out of uh, a plastic molding, um, that makes it such that when you're landing on a very rocky shore or sandy beaches that you can literally just grab the boat and drag it up. Um, if, I have uh, carbon Kevlar boats as well and fiberglass ones. And these ones, you just can't do the same. You can't beat them up in the same way because you'll crack the hull and, uh, and, and puncture them and maybe break, break your boat. So, so that's one of the reasons why for an expedition, it's often better to take a plastic kayak than it is to take a fiberglass one. Now, I do prefer when I'm paddling to have a nice carbon Kevlar boat because of the weight of the boat and the feel but um but when i'm loading it with 200 pounds of gear and i'm landing on a rocky shore then it's a, a recipe for disaster uh, when you do have are in that scenario and when you're very very far away from the world the last thing you want to do is to have your sea kayak break in half so really keen on the tempest that's on it on the way um it's a performance kayak it's uh, 17 feet long uh, these boats are very narrow, uh, unlike recreational kayaks. So you really want, need to be 
a bit more of an experienced paddle to take these ones out. You've got uh, compartments where you can throw all of your gear. They, they've got uh, the Tempest series has a, a phase three air pro seating system, um, which, which is basically saying very comfortable seating. It's a skeg boat. Skeg is when you've got um, not a rudder that you control with your feet, but uh, this, this almost paddle, paddle like blade that comes down from the middle of the back of your boat with, with a handle on the right of your boat. And this is so that you can keep uh, a straight tack on your boat or a straight line when you're in big winds uh, or whatnot. Now, um, Jillian yesterday, I was, I mentioned to her, she's a, she's a paddler and she's like, I asked her, are you a skeg or are you a rudder? And she's like, rudder, rudder. And, and rudder can be very comfortable when you're in a lot of current or when you're in a scenario that you really just want to relax for a moment and you don't want to have to be correcting uh, where your, your kayak is going constantly because you're able to do so with your feet. Another thing that's really nice about that is that when, when you're adjusting your feet so that you're moving the rudder behind you, uh, it gives you some, some stretching of your legs, whereas in a skeg boat, uh, your, your legs are pinned in there and fixed, and so there isn't much movement uh, happening at all, so you get a little bit more cramped. That being said, I'm still a skeg boat kind of guy. Um, I, I find that the rudder tends to break, um, particularly in scenarios when you're out of the water and your boat's flipped because you're putting uh, stuff away or because I tend to flip the kayaks on shore with the gear inside and the food for the night so that uh, bears don't get out and whatnot. Um, but in that, it's in those scenarios that the rudder will, will or can, uh, can break. So uh, check out Wilderness Systems. Um, I'm really excited for my Tempest coming in. We've actually got two kayaks coming in. I think it's uh, we've got uh, a Tempest and we also have, yeah, we've got two, is it one Tempest and, 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 and I was going to say, uh, yeah, I think that's, that's it, right? Yeah. <laughs> was it a Polaris? Polaris is the tandem one. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I was, I thought we were getting two. Um, yes, it might just be that we're getting a, a 16 foot and a 17 foot. Um, but really, or is it the tsunami? Oh yeah, I think it might be. Sorry, sorry. I just want to make sure that uh, what the other, oh yeah. So we're getting a tsunami 17.5 and a tempest. The difference between the tsunami, it's, uh, it's a, a little bit of a longer boat. Um, also comes in about 2,500 bucks, um, but really, really, really nice line in the water. Uh, so really excited for these two kayaks coming in from, from Wilderness Systems. And definitely for an expedition boat, um, they check off all the, all the boxes that you need. Um, now, obviously, when you're toting uh, stuff like kayaks, you need a rack system on your car uh, in order to bring them. So our go-to is uh, the Thule racks. And these racks... <clears throat> are basically anything from, from a kayak rack to, uh, to the racks that go across from the, uh, the top of your car. Uh, the kayak racks are really make it a lot easier for you to put your boat on the roof uh, and then strap them, strap them easily. They've also got a kayak rack that actually like comes lower next to your car so that people don't hurt themselves or their backs when they're putting their boats up. I don't have that one, but, uh, but I do have the regular <clears throat> kayak racks and most definitely, highly, highly recommend. I'm just going to take a sip of my coffee. Give me one moment here. Mm. Very, very necessary, um, <laughs> as I'm sure it is for you as well. 
Um, so yeah, so Thule's makes obviously a lot of incredible gear that facilitates uh, adventures like kayaking. And one of the uh, neat aspects about their uh, roof rack systems is that they're interchangeable uh, with whatever whatever gear you may t- may be toting that day. So we so we've got uh, you've got paddleboard um, racks, you've got kayak racks, you've got bike racks, and all of these slide very easily onto the rooftop uh, rack of the car. Uh, often when I'm going on uh, on an adventure, I'll bring some bikes as well. Uh, and they've also got uh, bike hitch uh, racks that can go on the back. Or in our case, we've actually put uh, a hitch uh, on the front of the car. Now, I haven't been using that one as often because I haven't been so overloaded. And simply because as a safety side of things, it's not the best to have uh, gear on the front of your car in case of an accident. And at night, I find that it takes away a little bit of the visibility. But uh, but still, uh, there's many adventures where I do end up with uh, bikes on the front of the car as well because I might have the Airstream on the back. Now, the Airstream is one of the best bucket list items um, that you will want uh Period. <laughs> if you're ordering a new one right now, your waiting time could be two to three years. The demand has absolutely skyrocketed through the roof due to the pandemic. Take into account that pretty much all of the gear that I'm chatting to you about um, is in very, very high demand right now, simply because people are heading more into the outdoors since the pandemic and uh, and spending more time outside doing adventures and physical activities. So, so just keep that in mind when you're looking for stuff and you might get disappointed that... Uh, that it's not available just yet or uh, that things are back-ordered. <clears throat> but to be patient, these are uh, times where production is a bit of a mess around the world. Um, the Airstream has been a game-changer for us. It's got uh, a, a shower, a hot shower, uh, front seating that turns into a bed. You've got a bed in the back. You've got a kitchenette. You've got a stove. Uh, we use it in up to temperatures of minus 25 Celsius. I use it as my office when I'm back in Whistler. And the most spectacular thing uh, from uh, for, from our Airstream is that when we're on a big adventure, it's the base camp for the family. So even though you kick out for uh, a hike or a bike or paddling uh, and the kids get chilled or cold or, 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 or they're just tired from, from a big day, they always come come back to this warm space, uh, which is the airstream. And for that very reason, we call our airstream happy. Staying on the water sports, paddle boards are big these days. Uh, it's a it's a sport that uh, anybody can do, and that's what makes it uh, very very uh, accessible because you don't have to be a pro by any means to take a paddleboard out. And now that paddleboards are inflatable, that means that you can take them on all of your adventures wherever you go. Um, on this trip alone, I brought down two paddleboards because they roll into a bag. Um, our go-to paddleboard right now is the Boracay SUP from uh, from Pelican, and uh, and I just find that the the way the board is made, the the uh, thickness of the material that they use makes for a very very nice ride. I've tried some other boards that just don't have the same feel, so I'm really happy with the Boracay uh, being a paddleboard. That, that hits all the all the check marks that you need um, <clears throat> has the lanyards on it so that you could put your your gear on top uh, it's got a great uh, fin system uh, it comes with a three piece paddle and it's light uh, making it very easily transportable 
Now, um, they're also priced very well. I believe they're about five fifty uh, US or so. So uh, definitely on the lower side of cost wise when it comes to paddle boards, and uh, and it's a and it's a world renowned company because Pelican um, also makes kayaks and they've been in the industry for a long time. So they know everything about being on the water. So the Boracay highly recommend. Um, let's head off into some camping gear right now. Okay. So Nemo Equipment, um, one of my favorite companies when it comes to sleeping bags, tents, and mattresses. But they used to be super, super expedition-oriented gear only. They've taken a nice turn uh, to hit more of the the middle-of-the-road products when it comes to accessibility for people and for the activities that they do. So they came out with this really neat chair, and, uh, and it's a folding chair, uh, not in your typical term of the, the old rickety ones um, that you would take to a football game in the 80s, but, uh, but something that's got uh, nice hard poles that fold down into the size of, a, of two large uh, water bottles, for example. <clears throat> but the Stargazer chair from Nemo is a rocking chair, and, and what makes it extra unique is that you can rock in it, but also stretch your back and look up at the stars in a very comfortable way. Now, I did name my children after after the stars, and so they're very special to us because we spend so much time out there. Uh, so perfect chair to sit back and relax and, and look up. Um, they are pricey. They're about $200 US, I believe, um, but well worth it. <clears throat> and these chairs are optimal for when you're going uh, on an RV adventure or a sea kayaking adventure. Um, hiking, not particularly meant for that just because they're a bit bigger than your, than your typical chair. Um, they also make my favorite lightweight tent, which is the Dagger 3P tent. 3P is for three people. Um, extremely small, compact, very light. You could barely feel it when it's on your pack. And, uh, and for the protection that it gives you, full protection, you could be in a monsoon and you'll still stay completely dry. So Nemo equipment, um, New England uh, mountain... Uh, oh, I, I forget what the last word was, last letter was for, but um, but I highly recommend check out their website. Uh, definitely pricey gear, but again, pretty much everything, uh, most of the gear that I'm telling you is uh, top of the line. And so when you're going for top of the line, well, price goes with it. Um, icebreaker. Now I've spoken on previous podcasts about how important it is to have uh, merino base layers next to skin, uh, both for ourselves and for our children. Um, it makes uh, it, it's it's got a material that uh, which is merino wool, which basically is hypoallergenic. Um, it doesn't keep smells like other materials do. It stays warm when wet, which is the number one reason why I find it to be uh, the best gear for the type of adventures that we do. Indeed, our little daughter um, uh, Catalina spent most of her uh, life, <laughs> one to two years old. Uh, in merino wool. And it's kind of funny because she spent so much time just in those base layers that when we were transitioning her to be like, hey, do you want to wear these dresses? She's like, nah, I'm good. Where's my merino? Um, and uh, and now while she is starting to like uh, the dresses and, and whatnot, we're heading, uh, we'll be back in the mountains shortly and she'll be back in her merino wool base layers. So, so very important uh, to keep your little ones just as happy as you would keep yourself. Take into account, again, pricey, 
uh, gear when it comes to clothing. Uh, a base layer shirt is about 100 bucks, 120 bucks US. Same thing for the bottom. Um, and same thing when it comes to the kids stuff. Uh, we have two other brands that we, we like to use when it comes to the kids merino wool base layers. One of them is Wee Woolies. And the other one is um, uh, Explore, I-K-S-P-L-O-R-E. Um, so definitely, if you're going on any type of adventure, uh, even for myself, you know, I like having my merino wool for, for travel days and airport days because um, you have different weights in, in, uh, in your shirt and clothing that you can have. And the heavier weights are for the cold weather and the lighter weights are for the summer weather. But perfect, perfect travel gear. Um, what else do we have? Do we go a little bit into skiing here? I think let's jump into some of my favorite ski gear because I will be on the slopes tomorrow and maybe the day after <laughs> and maybe the day after. Um, so Nordica is, uh, is one, of, one of the companies we most like for ski equipment. They've really made uh, boots that, that are high-performance ski boots, but that at, at the same time uh, are comfortable and they don't uh, break the bank. The, the most unique product that uh, Nordica came out with this year is, uh, is their backcountry skis um, that are made to be on mountain but side mountain. So uh, previously I, had, uh, I have the Enforcers, which are uh, downhill skis, but nice and fat and very heavy, great for powder. And what they did is they said, what if we could make such a wicked ski like this one for traveling up on the lightweight as well, um, and that still has the same strength to, to go through through some nice deep powder. And so they made the Enforcers Unlimited. Uh, and this has been basically the skis that I've been riding uh, this season. Uh, you've got your skins that go on the bottom so that you can skin up. I've got it with uh, marker pin bindings as well. And, and nice stiff boots that also have, have walk mode. Um, so the Enforcer Unlimited is definitely the ski of the year uh, when it comes to uh, being in powder conditions and side mountain conditions. Now, of course, you can also, or I have the 104s. Um, you can have, have thinner ones as well if you don't have as much powder in whichever area that you are exploring. Um, I also uh, have some, uh, some racing skis from then. And like any sport, having the right gear for the right type of sport that you're doing uh, is is quite important. Uh, so I've got my heavy racing skiers, my Dobermans um, that that just grab the snow uh, spectacularly um, and and are really really a fun ride, kind of like the Porsche of skis. Um, when it comes to helmets, I don't think there's anybody that makes better helmets than Pock. And when you're talking about keeping your kids' noggins safe as well as your own, uh, definitely a go-to company. I've been using uh, knock around goggles this winter. Um, really enjoy that uh, they're, they're not expensive and yet at the same time give you the performance that you need. I like the magnetic uh, lenses that, that change whether you're going to be in low light or sunny day uh, scenarios. So, uh, so definitely check out the, the knock around uh, goggles. I got to use for six months uh, the Jeep Gladiator truck. And for, for adventures, I got to say, it's a fun, fun vehicle. Um, we got the fully loaded one. Uh, so we had all the, the heated seats and Bluetooth, fantastic sound system and, and 
top quality um, yeah music uh, com- coming out from it. And uh, and it's definitely a vehicle for the for the adventurer that wants to head off into the backcountry. Um, you're looking at I think about forty. I think the 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 fully loaded Gladiator truck that we had borrowed was about seventy five thousand uh, Canadian. So expensive when you're going top of the line, but you can get the same vehicle without all the bells and whistles um, for about fifty. And what's really neat now is that uh, the Jeep is coming out with electric vehicles. So for all those uh, gas guzzling lovers of of off roading, this is a uh, this is quite the departure to have an electric vehicle going into the back country like this. Um, sunglasses, you know, knock around is is definitely my go to when it comes to not being concerned about anything happening uh, to the shades. Uh, on a different uh, spectrum of the sunglasses, you've got Vuarnet, uh, which have been shades that we've been wearing for many years as well. But you're talking about a difference of uh, $400 for the knockarounds or the Viarnes. Uh, but what's really cool about knockaround is if you knock them around, which is hence the idea, um, you won't be too disappointed. Whereas with the Viarnes, if they break, you will be very, very, very sad. Um, another of the really neat uh, items I want to talk about comes more about camping, and it's the EcoFlow Delta. Now, this is one of those power stations that was actually made by the same creators of DJI. And and it is uh, top quality. I can recharge my Airstream off of it. They just did a Kickstarter and that Kickstarter raised $6 million. So mind blowing, um, but it speaks to the quality of the product. Indeed, they were the engineers, uh, like I mentioned from DJI before, and, uh, and their solar panels just really, really do a fantastic job of repowering these power stations so that you could use them for for whatever you want. I've even used my Vitamix uh, with my Delta power station. And that's that's one of the luxuries when you're uh, out airstreaming and you're like, oh, I really love a shake. Um, so it pairs quite nicely, nicely with the airstream. Um, some An item that I probably hadn't mentioned before, but that uh, I definitely love is the the AirPods from, from Apple. Uh, I actually just got my dad uh, for his birthday a pair of the AirPods Pro. They, the sound cancelling is is uh, so so technologically advanced. Uh, the comfort as well, and they come with uh, different sized earbuds that you can you can adjust. Um, the they also fit more snugly. So I've actually lost uh, an AirPod here and there. One of them uh, was when while I was paddling and I uh, flicked my hair or grabbed something, and and oh, it went down into the lake. But these ones fit quite nicely, and they stick stick in. Uh, in front of me, I've got my MacBook uh, for for working as well, and uh, and there you go. Um, the Thule also makes really great uh, chariots uh, for uh, adventures with kids. You've got the ones that you can add the skis onto, and you can um, also put uh, you can put the skis on the chariot, but you can also change it to the wheels. You can make it a running stroller. But what makes the the chariot different than most strollers is that they're made for doing adventures and going into the outdoors with your kids for extended periods of time because it's fully closed. And by having it fully closed, you're able to protect your kid from the elements. So uh, sorry for all these beeps and whistles and <laughs> getting getting pinged from everybody uh, from everywhere. Um, but this uh, this chariot, you know, what what uh, in essence is, is it protects the kids from the elements and. Um, 
We've used it for cross-country skiing. We've used it for toting two kids uh, up a mountain. We've used it for some light backcountry skiing with the kids. Um, I've even used it just to carry uh, gear as well. So uh, definitely check out uh, the Thule Chariot for your needs when it comes to going on adventures with your kids. So I think that uh, that sums up, uh, you know, I could keep going and going uh, on the type of gear and the list of gears that I love. And I think that's why uh, I'll probably have several segments uh, over over these podcasts talking to you about these different uh, gears that I love, simply, simply because it, it makes the life so much more enjoyable when it comes to adventuring. And, uh, and in the, my old days, it was, I basically worked super hard so that I could make uh, the money to buy the gear to enjoy a lifestyle adventure. And now I'm very fortunate that I've turned my life into one where I get paid to use this gear <laughs> uh, and, and to shoot it uh, and, and, to, uh, and to explore with it. So, so definitely go for your passions, folks. Um, you never know what you can make out of it. So I'm Roberto for the Expeditioners. Uh, thank you very much for listening to my morning gear bucket list for travel and adventure. I think next time I might uh, segment it into different categories of, uh, of activity because there's just so much good stuff made for us to enjoy the outdoors. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time. I'm Roberto, Expeditioner 